Welcome to the Find Your Strength Podcast, where we'll embark on a transformative journey to help you discover your inner and outer strength. I'm your host, Mia Harris, a business owner and women's strength coach on a mission to help you become your strongest self by empowering you to shift your focus solely from losing weight to lifting weights. In this podcast, we'll dive into the realms of movement, mindset, and personal development to help you realize how truly capable you are in all aspects of life. Whether you're seeking to enhance your physical fitness, boost your mental and physical well-being, or simply just find your strength within, then you've come to the right place. Get ready to be inspired, motivated, and equipped with the tools you need in order to conquer life's obstacles in and out of the gym. Let's begin the journey to find your strength together. Welcome back to another episode of the Find Your Strength podcast, where we will be talking about all things movement, mindset, and personal development so that you can become your strongest self physically, mentally, and emotionally. I'm Mia, your host, and we are currently in the middle of January at the time that this is being recorded. And full disclosure, it's cold as tits outside. (laughs) I'm currently sitting at my desk with my space heater on because I find that I am just so cold 24-7. I don't know if you can relate, but that's what we got going on right now. And I'm from Southwestern Ontario. And right now it feels like minus 20 outside and we have more snow on the ground than I would like. Not the most ideal. And you would think after 28 years of living here in Canada that I would be used to the winter by now. The answer is no, that is not the case. We are still not used to it, but it's okay because we are lucky enough to experience the four different seasons throughout the year. So that's something I am grateful for. And it really makes me appreciate the other three seasons when it's cold as balls outside. Anyways, shifting gears a little bit. This is my first podcast episode of 2024. That was really lame. And I'm so excited for this episode because I asked you guys on my Instagram what you were most interested in hearing next. And the one that won was the five habits to focus on to improve your life. Now, before we get into that, I want to talk a little bit about New Year's resolutions or goals. Now for myself, I set an intention at the beginning of this year and I decided to pick a word that I was going to lean more into. And that word was ease. Now I do want to preface this by saying I did talk about this on my Instagram and I decided to explain that I'm not saying that I think this year will be easy or comfortable or content by any means. However, I do want to bring more things into my life with ease. As someone who is a type A recovering perfectionist, I am never satisfied and I don't take enough time to celebrate all that I'm doing or what I have accomplished so far. So that's why I decided to choose the word ease because I want things to feel more at ease in my life. And I asked you guys on my Instagram as well, if you had any intentions or words that you wanted to lean more into this year, And there were some really great answers that I want to share with you. Some of the examples included growth, consistency, balance, patience, resilience, determination, and that's just to name a few. This may be a really good opportunity for you right now to take the time to reflect and ask yourself, what word or intention do you want to set for yourself going into the year of 2024? Now, going off of that, One of my New Year's resolutions that I set for myself is to complain less. (laughs) And if I do complain, then I have to follow it up with something positive right afterwards. So for example, earlier in this episode, 
I was talking about the weather and how I hate the cold. And then I followed up with the fact that I'm grateful that we get to experience all four seasons throughout the year. Now, I don't know about you guys, but complaining does absolutely nothing for me. If anything, it just puts me more into a negative headspace and creates this toxic environment, especially when it's like a first world problem that doesn't even really matter. So this is your reminder that a New Year's goal or intention doesn't have to be this unrealistic, out of reach aspiration, but something super simple to help you become a little bit better every single day. And that's exactly what this podcast is all about. Now, on that note, let's dive into today's topic, and that is the five habits that you can focus on to improve your life. And these are the exact same five habits that I focus on within my own coaching practice and with my clients. So let's go through them together. Habit number one is movement. Getting in more movement in whatever form that looks like and that you actually enjoy. It's no secret in today's society Too many of us are spending majority of our days stuck at a desk and glued to the computer screen. And the reality of it is we aren't moving or doing as much as we were before. Now, the recommended exercise and physical activity guidelines suggest that we should be accumulating around 150 minutes of moderate to vigorous activity in a week in order to get the minimal health benefits. So to break that down, that could look like 21 minutes per day in the span of seven days. And if you want to break that up even further, that could look like bouts of 10 minutes or more at a time. And that's how simple it could be. You could even try reaching for a step goal. There has been research to support that striving for 10,000 steps a day can help to improve your overall health. However, if you're not even remotely close to hitting that number, then I would suggest setting a more realistic goal and one that feels achievable for you to start out at then you could always look to increase that goal over time once you hit those milestones. I also want to note that I feel like too many people have this idea that if you're not spending seven days a week for two hours at a time in the gym, then what's the point of doing anything at all? Which is so ass backwards from what us coaches are trying to help our clients achieve. We want to encourage you that something is always better than nothing when nothing is the alternative option. Not to mention, Partaking in some sort of exercise or movement routine can help to improve your overall mental, emotional, and physical well-being, meaning you'll overall be a happier person. So that is habit number one that you can focus on to improve your life, getting in more movement. Habit number two, drinking more water. The recommended amount of water that we should be aiming to consume per day is around one ounce per pound of body weight. But just like I mentioned before, if you're not drinking anywhere close to that goal, then set a goal that feels realistic for you at the beginning and slowly work your way up from there. Because I know how overwhelming that can feel. And that seems like a lot of water at first. Now, a hack that I do and that I'm going to share with you and that I also use with my clients is getting one full bottle of water done in the morning within a half hour upon waking. Oh, yeah, I'm talking about a wake up and chug routine. This ensures that I'm getting my day started off on the right foot and prevents me from having to scramble to get my water intake in towards the end of the day. Not to mention, I saw this meme and I thought it was hilarious. If you drink more water, you'll have to go to the bathroom more and that way you'll be able to avoid people's bullshit. (laughs) But seriously, drink more water. There are many symptoms that can arise from being dehydrated and not drinking enough water, such as feeling dizzy or lightheaded. 
migraines or headaches, that sunken eye feeling or feeling tired or lethargic. And those are just a few to name. And if you're thinking to yourself, well, Mia, how do I drink more water? One of my best tips is to get yourself a reusable water bottle and set a goal to drink a certain number per day. So I'm a 40 ounce Stanley Cup girl. So I know that I'm going to drink about four bottles a day in order to reach my water goal. Now, not only do I want to stay hydrated with water, but I want to make sure I'm balancing my system with the proper electrolytes as well. So hydration isn't just about drinking water. It's making sure that you are acquiring the proper electrolytes in your diet as well. Now, electrolytes can be referred to as sodium, potassium, and magnesium. And my favorite electrolyte supplement is by Element, L-M-N-T. They provide a science-backed formula that encourages more salt and not less. They're an easy and convenient way to get more electrolytes into your diet. And not to mention, they have some bomb tasting flavors. If you are interested in trying out Element, I have a link that will provide you with a sample pack on your first order. The sample pack will automatically be added to your cart at checkout. I'll link it down in the show notes if you're looking to try them out. So habit number two that is going to improve your life drastically is drinking more water. Now moving on to habit number three is stress management, having some sort of stress management practices. And no, I'm not just talking about spa dates or bubble baths. Although those are great, I'm talking about getting rid of or limiting things in your life that are causing you major stress. Now, first, I want to reflect and I want you to ask yourself, how is your relationship with stress? How do you perceive your stress? You see, not all stress is inherently bad. And I've talked about this before on the podcast. In fact, a little bit of stress is actually a good thing. It can help us to perform better and provide a little bit of urgency for us. However, it's when your level of stress starts to have a negative impact on your everyday life that I would say it might be time to reevaluate things. Stress is ultimately our body's innate way of determining a threat, like if we were going to be robbed or being chased by a bear. And it's not having to run your kids to hockey or dance practices, although some may see that as a stressful event. So this is where you could ask yourself, what stress management practices do I utilize? What stress management practices do I have in my tool belt? And I'm sorry, mommy wine nights or smoking a joint before bed do not count. All those are going to do is temporarily numb how you're feeling and not actually help you work through anything. Now, I know I might get some heat for that, but I don't even care. It may subside the stress for a short period of time, but when the high comes down, you'll be faced with that harsh reality again. And trust me, I am speaking from experience. So some of my favorite stress relieving practices that you can utilize, and I want you to pick the ones that feel good to you, are grounding in nature. Now, maybe not so much in this minus 20 degree weather, but for sure in the summertime. Also being outside in the sunshine, going for a walk, reading a book, meditating, getting a massage, getting your nails done, breath work, journaling, listening to music, dancing in your kitchen, practicing yoga, using the sauna, and those are just to name a few. Now, what do all of these practices have in common? They require you to take some downtime to slow down and focus inward, to feel the feels and then release them, to be with your thoughts and not run from them or numb them. Again, like I mentioned, I have done that and it doesn't actually solve anything. It just makes you feel worse. 
And trust me, you will be a better functioning human if you learn how to manage your stress. So habit number three that's going to drastically improve your life is having some sort of stress management practice. Now moving on to habit number four, and that is eating primarily whole foods and focusing on your protein intake. Now this is a big one. If you are constantly feeling like shit or have low energy levels and you're finding that you're stuffing your face in the pantry at night after you're done dinner, then you'll want to listen to this one. When we say whole foods, we want to focus on filling our diets with primarily single food ingredients. Now, those are your fruits, your vegetables, nuts, seeds, grains, lean meats, and legumes. If it comes from a box, I'm sorry, but it's not a whole food. However, I'm not saying that you can't have some of those processed box food in your diet. But what I am saying is that they should not be making up the bulk of your diet. Too many people are not meeting the recommended nutrient requirements per day, especially when it comes to protein. Now, the recommended amount of protein you should be consuming per day is anywhere from 0.8 to 2.2 grams per kilogram of body weight. I would argue, though, for those who are active, you want to be consuming higher amounts of protein, not less. For most women, and I'm going to speak directly to women because I know a majority of my audience is women here, we want to aim to consume at least 100 grams of protein per day. Now, you're probably asking yourself, well, Mia, what does that look like? Like, how do I do that? That could look like consuming 20 to 30 grams of protein per meal if you have three meals per day. Protein is a key macronutrient that helps with so many bodily functions, such as building and repairing muscle tissue, balancing our hormonal health, improving our metabolism, and also provides nutrient transport. Now, some foods that are high in protein are Greek yogurt, any lean meats such as chicken breasts, ground turkey, strip loin steak, any legumes such as lentils or black beans, eggs, turkey bacon, and those are just some of my favorites. You could even look to supplement with a protein bar or protein powder if you're having a hard time meeting your protein goals. One of my all-time favorite protein bars that I've been consuming for the last five years are called Daryl's Bars. Daryl's Bars are filled with whole food ingredients and contain anywhere from 20 to 22 grams of protein per bar. Not to mention, they have so many amazing tasting flavors and the taste is unmatched. A common question I get from people when I am looking to retail these Daryl's Bars is, do they taste like chalk? Because most protein bars I've had taste disgusting. And I'm here to tell you, these are the best tasting protein bars I have ever had. Not to mention, they have a performance line that is gluten-free, as well as a vegan line that is gluten-free and made with only plant-based ingredients. So there is something for everyone. Now, if you are interested in trying, I retail these Daryl's bars either per bar or by the box. They are $3 per bar or $32 for a box of 12. And I usually put in orders every six to eight weeks. So if you'd like to get in on the next order, you could send me a DM or I sometimes have stuff in stock if I order a little bit extra. So if there's anything that you want to try, again, send me a DM and I would be happy to hook you up. So habit number four to focus on to drastically improve your life is eating more whole foods and focusing on your protein intake. And habit number five, last but not least, is sleep. Now, sleep is not for the weak, my friends. Sleep is for those who understand the importance of rest and recovery. On average, you should aim to get anywhere from seven to nine hours of sleep per night. 
So many biological processes are performed when we sleep, and if we aren't getting adequate amounts, then it could throw off those important bodily functions. When we sleep, this gives the brain time to store new information and get rid of toxic waste. It also allows nerve cells to communicate and reorganize, which supports healthy brain function. There's also a lot of cellular repair that goes on when we sleep, and it also helps to restore our energy systems. And it also helps to enhance our immune system and regulate our hormones. Now, if you're someone who struggles with getting to sleep, I want you to take a look at your nighttime routine and ask yourself, is there anything you could be doing better to get a good night's sleep? A nighttime routine is crucial to help the body wind down from the day and relax into a more parasympathetic state, so that rest and digest state. So maybe that means eliminating any screens 30 to 60 minutes before bed. Maybe that means getting to bed 30 minutes earlier than you normally would. Maybe that means reading a novel to help you wind down and get to sleep faster. Again, do what makes sense for you. And if you're someone who has young ones, I feel for you because they aren't always predictable and you can't always control how much sleep you're going to get throughout the night. Now, one thing I tell my clients with young kids, one thing that you can control is getting to bed earlier to try and get those few extra hours of sleep before being interrupted by your kids. So if you usually go to bed at 11 and they wake up at two, that only really gives you about three hours of sleep time before it's interrupted. However, if you try and go to bed at nine and then they wake up at two, you're getting five hours of sleep before being interrupted. Again, in that situation, I would recommend doing the best that you can with what you have. So habit number five that's going to drastically improve your life is to get more sleep. So let's recap. My five habits that are going to drastically improve your life that you should start focusing on are getting in more movement, drinking more water, having some sort of stress management practice, eating primarily whole foods and focusing on protein intake, and last but not least, getting in more sleep. Now, if this feels overwhelming for you, I'm not saying that you have to go and change everything all at once. What I am saying is maybe you could pick one area that could use a little bit more time, focus, and attention and look to improve on small little habits one day at a time. All right, squad. So that wraps up the five habits to focus on if you want to improve your life. Now, if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to share it on social media and tag me at the strength girl or share it with a friend who could also benefit from this conversation. The more people we have weighing in on these conversations, the better. So thank you for joining me on today's episode of the Find Your Strength podcast, and we will catch you in the next one.